Whether it's war or natural disaster, who can you reach out to when your government isn't there to offer a helping hand? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us here on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios. Do you want better heart health? Well, you got to stick around. I'll talk about that later on. But first, we're going to go ahead and talk about who you should reach out to when government drops the ball, whether it's natural disasters, war, or otherwise. Who should you reach out to when nobody from your government seems to be answering the bell to join us to talk about that today? Brian from Project Domino is joining us. Brian, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Brian Stern, it's a great having you here on the show and uh, looking forward to digging into where you guys are, yes, in fact, uh, helping solve the problems that many times I say government has either uh, not addressed due to inefficiencies or, dare I say, uh, in many cases are, are direct results uh, of their action or in some cases inaction. But before we get there, do us a favor. Go ahead, introduce yourself here to The Brian Nichols Show and what is Project Domino? Dynamo, so, uh, sorry, Dynamo. <laughs> Everyone, everyone says it wrong. It, uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, Project Dynamo. We, we started in August 2021 in response to the failed uh, uh, failed evacuation of Afghanistan, uh, pursuant to the U.S. military withdrawal. Uh, we were support. We're entirely veteran run. We're entirely donor funded. ProjectDynamo.org is our website. We've got Facebook and social and all that stuff. Uh, the best way to understand Dynamo is we work where the government isn't either because they left, like in Afghanistan, or if they're never going to come, like Ukraine, we're never going to send a SEAL team into Ukraine to rescue somebody. It's not going to happen. Uh, if the diplomatic relationship is so poor that they um, that it's ineffective, like in Russia where we've done some operations, or until they get there, like Hurricane Ian and, and most recently in Maui, where, where we surged forward recognizing it was going to take the government a, a minute or two to get there, we kind of keep the fingers in the dam until those bigger resources show up. So we call it the gray space and that's where we work. And the best way to define it is where the government is not. Um, um, uh, uh, whenever I see an embassy getting ready to close, we pack our stuff. Dynamo is interesting because we do the operations ourselves. So we don't know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. We go to the field and, and we're on the streets and in the war zones and a small team uh, a small team of uh, mostly former special operations guys and intelligence community guys, including myself, we get on the ground and we start putting things together. Our model is is similar to the way the Jedbergs worked in uh, in OSS in the OSS in World War II. So it's you know four, five, six guys, very small, very nimble, and we break a lot of China. <laughs> Let's talk about um, you, you. You hinted at it, and I want to focus on this because this is really topical right now. The tragedy that's taking place. Uh, rather took place, but is still unfolding, shall I say, down in Maui. And uh, I think the last numbers I saw were in the several hundred confirmed dead, still hundreds missing, death toll presumed could exceed over a thousand folks. And uh, you were talking to me beforehand, and Brian, this kind of caught me off guard. You guys were you know, from Tampa to Maui in a matter of, what, hours? Where, whereas the government from Hawaii to Hawaii six plus days how does that happen talk to us about maui and what you guys experienced there boosting the ground um so um 
when Maui started, it's an, it was a fire, right? So unlike a hurricane where you have a little bit of advanced warning, um, you know, this kind of thing was, was a surprise to everybody. We saw it on TV. Um, we saw it on TV and we immediately went into emergency launch prep. I spun up my crew. I spun up my case managers. We, um, on our website, which is where people can donate. That's also where people can register for evacuation. We created a Maui button so that it can be very focused on Maui families, not mm. lumped in there with Ukraine and Afghanistan and everywhere else we work. Um, so, you know, we got our web, you know, got the website up in, in, in 30, 40 minutes and our database up and a little bit less than that. And, uh, got everyone, you know, we, we, when when these when these things happen, it it's a cross between like a nine one one call and a bank robbery, right? There's a there's a speed component that's very important to uh, to um, to uh, to harness, and with things like fire, uh, every every minute counts. So um, you know when 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 minutes you know when uh, when seconds count, minutes are a lifetime. So. We went into emergency launch prep, got my crew together. We figured out uh, how to get there. We're based in Tampa. Uh, I have one guy in LA uh, who's a former Navy SEAL. Uh, got my crew all spun up and we launched. Uh, my case managers got started doing what they needed to do. My ops guys led by me, we surged forward. And we got on the ground in 16 hours, 17 hours, something like that. Not even from the time that I pushed go to when we were boots on ground in Maui. Uh, we got in the air. We chartered for, uh, we partnered with Air Maui, an amazing, amazing, amazing company. Cannot say enough about them. Uh, they basically gave us their hangar and their their aircraft, their helicopters um, uh, out of humanity. And we got, we got our birds in the air. We started doing rescues. We were bringing people out and bringing humanitarian aid in. And we focused on time, time perishable things like uh, breast milk. Or uh, medicines of different kinds, things that were um, that 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 you know um, were, were time sensitive or or a little more urgent than the average, you know, not 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 you know bags of clothes. Uh, we did that too, but but our but our priority was those kinds of things. So we got in the air and we started working. And the idea was is you know this is Maui, twelve minutes away by helicopter are you know two four star military commands, PAC fleet and Indopaycom. Um, uh, a two-star command called SOCPAC. There's you know hundreds of aircraft. There's a you know, a few military hospitals. You know all kinds of stuff. There's you know thousands and thousands of military medics and doctors and surgeons and uh, uh, you know the, the hospital in Hon- I think it's in Honolulu is a level one trauma center with everything you need to do there. So you know the idea was is we knew that it would take them a minute just from a bureaucracy perspective mm-hmm. and a decision making perspective. The other part of it is, is that we wanted to pressure test our Taiwan tactics. Right. Some of, you know, it's very hard to simulate war. It's hard to simulate an environment where there's no communication or it's hard to simulate uh, panic. It's hard to simulate confusion. You can fake it a little bit, but it doesn't really work too well. Mm-hmm. So when we saw Maui, it's an island in the Pacific, very far away, um, um, uh, comms we knew were down because of the fire, a lot of confusion, a lot of misinformation, a lot of um, bad information, a lot of uh, tribal issues. Hawaii is, is a very tribal kind of a place, if, if you haven't been there. Um, uh, the, the Hawaiian nation folks who are good folks aren't exactly pro-American. So you know, th- those cultural dynamics are very hard to simulate. And there's a lot of similarities for us between between Maui and let's say Taiwan, 
where we also expect that the government isn't going to be able to do much. The problem is, is that by the time the government showed up, kind of the problems were all over in Maui. So we, we were flying around for days. I'm not saying that they weren't there, but I will say I didn't see a single military aircraft in, in dozens and dozens of operations that we did. Um, when we were searching in Lahaina, we didn't see, you know, 10,000 troops with respirators looking for people who might be alive in those critical, critical hours, critical hours. This is a 9-11, Maui is a 9-11 style um, catastrophe. Forget about the cause for a moment, but there's 100,000 people on the island and there's 1,000 people missing. That's a 1% of the island is either dead or missing or incinerated, right? Three, not even 3,000 people were killed on the morning of 9-11 in a city of 12 million. So the percentage of impact is significant, significantly higher. Now, I'm a 9-11 first responder. I was in both collapses. I don't, I don't mean to minimize 9-11 in any way, and I'm not. But as we look at Maui, there needs to be a 9-11 commission style inquiry as to what went right mm -hmm. and what went wrong. There were some good decisions that were made. There were some dumb decisions that were made. And then, frankly, there were some decisions that just weren't made. Not, an, an inquiry or, or something needs to happen not to play to assign blame. It's not about a blame game or, or gotcha. It's not this isn't politics. These are lives. The purpose of, of the 9-11 commission was not to figure out who screwed up. It was to prevent another attack. Since the 9-11 commission, we have not been hit since then by Al-Qaeda. And the, nine, the lessons learned from the 9-11 commission are very much responsible for that success. Geronimo said where there's one soldier, there's two soldiers. If a fire can happen, if a fire can happen in Maui once, it can absolutely happen again. So I, I think that, a, that a, some sort of, uh, you know, call it an inquiry, call it an investigation, call it a blue ribbon panel, tiger team, working group, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. But, but this data needs to be captured, analyzed, and understood so that when this happens again, the decisions that weren't made can get made. The dumb decisions that were made don't get made again, and we learn from the mistakes. And the things that did work are sustained so that we do that again because it worked. Not a matter of playing political gotcha. And that was our big thing that we took away from Maui. There, we... we we, um, we had people, thousands of people registered in our database looking for us to look for their families. We had an 85% fail rate if the house was even there that they asked us to go, to go hit. Wow. Almost all, 85%. 85% of the houses that we targeted, you know, were, were burned so bad they could fit into a suitcase. So, you know, we, we found people that would fit into a Yeti. That's how bad they were incinerated. So this people are dead and shouldn't be. People were running who also died who could have been rescued, 100%. Some will say that it's very difficult. I reject this because we did that. We did it. And Dynamo operates on a shoestring donor-funded budget. No one's ever heard of us. So it's possible. We put a man on the moon. Right. We, we, we are an incredibly capable country when we want to be. We put a man on the moon in a washing machine without email, without the Internet, without PowerPoint, without ChatGBT, without any of the without Mac, you know, without email, 
without any of the without cell phones, <laughs> without any of the cool things that we enjoy today, somehow we figured out to get a guy on the moon and walk around a little bit and have a go kart drive around and put an American flag on it. It can be done. If Dynamo can rescue people out of Maui, it is very hard to understand recognizing that there's tens and tens of thousands of, of military troops stationed permanently in Hawaii. So it's a tough question to ask, but how do you explain that we can't go from Hawaii to Hawaii mm-hmm. when Dynamo can go from Tampa to Hawaii and be successful? Right. It's a tough question to ask. And then if we say that, well, let's think strategic for a minute and talk about Taiwan. Well, that makes a very uncomfortable question to ask because how do you explain that if you can't do Hawaii to Hawaii in your own country without getting shot at, it kind of begs the question, how do you plan on doing this with the Chinese Air Force flying around, recognizing, of course, from mainland China to Taiwan is 100 miles. Right. And it's closer from New York City to the Hamptons. Wow. And people do it every weekend. So how do you explain that? How do you explain that? Recognizing that we could put a man on the moon. So the capability is there. The capacity is there. It comes down to decision-making and leadership and risk. Oh, Bri, um, it's tragic. You, you mentioned the what you guys experienced there in Maui and just the, the stories that we are hearing come out. And I'm just, you know, I'm disheartened that it's not being talked about more. Frankly, you're you're 100 percent right. This absolutely needs to get a magnifying glass on it, if, if not just for the sole purpose of so this does not happen again, can't happen again. Right. Um, but I do want to go back to one thing you brought up here at the very beginning of the show when you're talking about the creation of Project Dynamo, and that was uh, Afghanistan 2021. Uh, and before we do that, I do want to go ahead and quickly, before we get into the details here, give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is Cardio Miracle, folks. Uh, I have been using Cardio Miracle now for about three months, and I got to tell you that the Cardio Miracle difference it's real. Uh, now, you guys have heard my story before. My grandfather passed away back when I was uh, about sixth grade or so from a massive heart attack, mid-60s, um, and it, it shook me, right? And and from that moment on, you know, I was always a, an obese kid. Um, I, I decided that, you know, I needed to take care of my heart. And then when I got to 380 pounds, I said, am I taking care of my heart? And I wasn't. So uh, then I started losing weight, lost 180 pounds, but consistently have always had this in the back of my mind. Am I doing everything I can to help not only give my heart the best fighting chance it can get, but is there something out there that can actually help me accomplish what I'm looking to accomplish? Enter Cardio Miracle. Guys, I've been using it again for three months. I had John Hewlett on the show here, CEO and founder of Cardio Miracle, and just what an absolutely amazing product. Now, you guys know heart disease it is the number one leading cause of death in America. So what does Cardio Miracle do? Well, Cardio Miracle is going to help you with nitric oxide plus 53 other bioavailable Uh, natural ingredients and nutrients all in one serving that's going to help improve your blood flow oxygen levels and blood pressure now there's also some unintended benefits as well so better overall heart health I've noticed better sleep and I know that's something a lot of other people experience as well better recovery especially for you fitness folks better energy and of course all this equals a better you. So if you want to go ahead and experience the cardio miracle difference for yourself, head over to briannicholshow.com where you can go ahead and not only click the link for cardio miracle to grab your order today, but also get 15% off your order. Now, if you're just driving along, you're like, you know what? I'll check this out later. No worries at all. Cardiomiracle.com. Just use code TBNS for the Brian Nichols show 
at checkout. Again, that 15% off your order. And, and by the way, folks, not only is Cardio Miracle convenient, affordable, but there is a 100% money back guarantee. So literally nothing to lose. If you want better heart health that is proven by science, then go ahead and check out Cardio Miracle today, Show.com. Cardio Miracle, right there on the homepage. Use code TBNS at checkout if you're going through the uh, the website through Cardio Miracle. But again, if you click the link right there in the show notes, uh, it will automatically apply that discount for you at checkout. CardioMiracle.com. Notice your improved heart health today. All right, Brian, let's go to, uh, as I mentioned before, and I teased before we talked about Cardio Miracle. Um, yes, the advent of Project Dynamo, and that was the Afghanistan withdrawal here. Now, for a lot of libertarians in the audience, they were saying, yes, this is this is absolutely something that needed to happen. I think a lot of folks were in that mindset. We, we had to get out of Afghanistan, but then you look at the way that this was uh, done, and it left so many errors on the table, so many, and then it turned into lives lost, and and a lot of uh, you know, things that could have been easily avoided. And I, I'm guessing that this must have been some of the stuff you guys saw that that sparked Project Dynamo. Could you dig into a little bit more of how the Afghanistan withdrawal helped you guys start off Project Dynamo? And frankly, what was the response once you guys started to get involved in that world? Sure. Uh, the first thing I'd like to do is just give a, um, uh, just um, say out loud, today's the anniversary of Abbey Gate, where uh, th- uh, 13 Marines, uh, 13 Marines, or I guess 12 Marines and a sailor um, were killed and a bunch, uh, I think 40 something wounded. Those are the first Americans killed in over two years prior to today um, uh, in Afghanistan. And um, um, uh, um Talk about a thing that just shouldn't have happened. Abbey Gate is one of them. Um, uh, those Marines, those Marines, and the and the and the single sailor. Um, um, I don't want to say died for nothing because that's not accurate, but but they should be alive and they're not. Uh, that is accurate. Um, two years ago today, so um, I was watching. Uh, so I was a, as I mentioned, I was a I was a 9/11 first responder. I was in both collapses. Uh, uh, on the morning of 9/11, I was a I was a I was an E4 in the army, which is a nice way of saying I was belly belly button lint uh, in the greater scheme of things. And uh, I came out of the train. Tower one was already hit. Tower two would be hit soon thereafter. And uh, both of the uh, I was a bo- I was a, I was a, I survived both collapses. So fast forward 20 years, 20 years, getting ready for the 20th anniversary of 9/11 in September. I was working on my keynote speech at the uh, for a 9/11 ceremony near the museum as Afghanistan was falling. So to say nothing of the fact of I've buried a lot of friends of mine in Afghanistan, I have a lot of time in Afghanistan, I'm alive today because of the Afghans, not because of the Americans. The last good gunfight I got into in Afghanistan, it was actually Americans and the Canadians and the Brits shooting at me, not the Afghans, not the Taliban, uh, um, uh, by accident. So when I say, when we say in the military that we don't leave our people behind, that's not a metaphor. That's not a euphemism. That's not a polite suggestion. That's not an abstract concept. It actually means something. So I was watching the fall of Afghanistan on TV, like so many people were, and veterans in particular, and I was upset. I was angry and, 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 and frankly pissed off. But I was, I was out of this world already. I was done. I've done my time. I came in under Bill Clinton. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm good. I'm enjoying the next chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm watching TV and I see the C-17 at Kabul airport at Kaya. Um, and I see the Afghans fall from the landing gear. And it brought me right back to 9-11, where the last time I saw something like that was on the morning of 9-11, literally almost 20 years to the day, almost. And I reflected on myself literally with my notes. I'm working on my talking points for my speech for 9-11. And I'm like, what planet am I on? Mm. I'm working on my keynote speech for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. The Taliban are back in charge, which is why we showed up in the first place in Afghanistan. And, and innocent people are jumping to their deaths as a better idea of staying where they're at, caused by some of the same people. And I said, I have enough. I had enough. I, I can only cry so much. I can only watch so much. I'm not a spectator. It's not what I've done for, for tw- over 20 years. I've done the nation's bidding. I've done uh, uh, you know terrible and horrible things for God and country. And I sleep like a baby. I don't suffer PTSD, uh, thank God. Uh, but I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to watch this on TV. I'm not going to be a spectator. So I got some friends of mine together. And we said, I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pack our stuff. We're going to go forward. We're going to launch to Afghanistan. We'll get the band back together. And everyone said I was kind of crazy. And I said, look, bottom line is I got to be back in a couple of weeks I'm going to be back in two weeks for the 20th anniversary. No matter what happens, this thing will be over two weeks, three weeks, maybe. Right. And uh, it'll be, this will be a, a, almost like a dude's trip kind of, kind of thing. It's kind of how, you know, how I explained it in a hundred years. Never did I think that two years later, not only would I still be talking about Afghanistan, <laughs> not only would I still talking about Dynamo two years later, I am still pulling Americans out of Afghanistan. Wow. Two years later. That's the wrong answer. It used to be that if you have an American passport and you stub your toe, people come and help. People come. If you're an American, you're in a bad spot. People come. You know, we used to joke the best. I was on a SEAL team for many years. We used to always say the best way to meet a Navy SEAL, hijack a ship. You'll meet them. No problem. No problem. It'll be the last person you ever meet, by the way. But if you want to meet a Navy SEAL and you're a Somali pirate, no problem. We got something for you. Today, that's not happening. And one of the things when we started was when when I built Dynamo, we had a big discussion about who do we rescue? Mm -hmm. Who? I had made a command decision to not even think about Americans because my calculus was you know, we have special operations guys that will rescue Americans. Let's let's fo- let's focus on vetted Afghan interpreters, translators, commandos, women's rights activists, journalists, all the people that that fought against the Taliban soft, or the commandos that fought against them very hard. Let's focus on them because surely SEALs, Green Berets, Delta, the CIA, whoever, they'll handle the Americans. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Probably one of the biggest moments of my life where I was so far wrong. So uh, that's how we started. And um, we've been rescuing Americans ever since then. We've rescued a lot of interpreters too and a lot of commandos. But our number one priority are are American citizens and LPRs, green card holders, who who are left, who are left. And from a, again, from, you know, we get, we give green card holders extra special deference, if you will. These are Afghans who learned the process in Afghanistan mm-hmm. how to get a green card. 
which is a nightmare and a real pain in the neck. The, I, I'm actually working on it for a family. I'm a pretty educated guy. I'm struggling with learning how to figure it out for this family that, that needs to get a green card. I'm struggling. These are, these are Afghans who, out of respect for the United States of America, out of respect for our laws, they could have gone to Mexico and jumped the border. They could have. And they said, no, I believe in the rule of law. I believe in the United States of America. I want to come to America the right way. They did that. And our gift reward to them is to leave them to rot with the Taliban. That's the wrong answer. When we cry about immigration in this country, we should, if, if I were an illegal immigrant, if I were an immigrant and I want to come to America legally, how do you incentivize me to follow the law? Right. Why, why, why would I? Why would I? It just, it, why go through the, the pain and suffering of filling out a form and getting it translated and going to the appointments and going to the interviews and driving through Taliban infested danger areas with IEDs and bows and arrows and who knows what else? Why not just get a ticket to, to, to Brazil or, you know, or wherever and walk across to Mexico? It just seems so much easier where I could declare asylum upon arrival to give me a cell phone and three hots and a cot and I'll be okay. Why not just come here illegally? It seems to be easier. So we're certainly not incentivizing people to follow the, the rules. And that's one of the things about Dynamo is that everything we do at the tactical level has a bigger impact at the strategic level. You know, Maui for us was just as much about Maui as it was about Taiwan. When we talk about Afghanistan, there's, there's all kinds of other ties in there to other things. It's not just about rescuing people. There's second and third order effects to, to when the government doesn't do what it's supposed to do. There are second and third order effects that hurt the country, hurt our reputation, hurt our credibility, hurt our credit score, all these things on a very, very, very big scale that is incredibly hard to fix. Incredibly hard to fix. Bri, um, this has been eye-opening. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of folks probably in the audience who this is the first time they've heard of just how uh, inefficient government can be in, in this respect. Uh, they've heard about it in other regards here on the show. We've had you know, many of folk talk about different problems in the areas that they've identified and the solutions they've had. And by the way, this will be my final thoughts. Uh, but what you guys have raised up today, um, it really it exemplifies not just where we've dropped the ball, but frankly, as you mentioned, especially in this Afghanistan example, where the problems are very much self-inflicted, right? So when we look at this, what's the answer? And I think what you guys are doing at Project Dynamo is, is in fact, the answer. It's it's saying, you know what? We're, we're not going to ask for permission. Uh, if anything, we're going to have to ask for forgiveness. We're going to do this because we have to do it. It's the right thing. Uh, what you know, we talked about, I think, was it last episode, two episodes ago, uh, when it comes to uh, what Tim Ballard did, right? Going down to help save those kids. It's the same thing, right? He's going out and doing the right thing, even though it's not the easy thing. It's the right thing, the thing that needs to be done. And I, I think when you're bringing this solution to the table, it speaks to the the need for folks to maybe not so much wait and wait for that moment it feels like it's the perfect moment but instead just to take the initiative when you see something wrong and you believe you could help be the the solution to that problem to that wrong then take the shot take take the the, the action don't sit in the sidelines because i guarantee there's probably 10 other people who are just like you thinking the same things you are 
and just waiting for that person to take the step. And once one person takes this first step, it makes it infinitely easier for other folks to do that as well. So obviously for today's episode, my directive towards the audience beyond sharing the episode, please obviously share today's episode, is to support Project Dynamo, which Brian, I think would be a great call to action for you to give. So I will give the keys over to you for your final thoughts, but please, yes, please let us know where we can go ahead and support the great work you guys are doing. Uh, projectdynamo.org is where you can go to donate, number one. Uh, also, our social media, don't just like us, share us. If every one of your audience members gave a dollar and everyone that they knew gave a dollar, I could fly airplanes into Sudan and rescue people again like I did already after the government left in uh, this past spring when they, when they left behind 16,000 American citizens after they closed the embassy and took the embassy, uh, embassy staff away. Uh, also, we're doing a gala, our first uh, first fundraiser uh, thing in uh, in Tampa. It's November second. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking for corporate sponsors. Uh, and beyond the gala, we're also looking for sponsors and corporate sponsors. I would challenge any um, anyone to do due diligence and look at our stuff. Uh, we document every little thing. We've done 591 operations in the last 24 months. For perspective, the government has done four. <laughs> four, not even a full hand. Okay, so so um, we and nothing that we do is classified. We have literally broken Americans out of jail from Russian captivity. That's never happened in the history of Russia or the United States. No SEAL team has ever gone into Russia and taken Americans. It's never happened. Never happened. So uh, the first victims of uh, first American victims of war crimes are alive today in America. American citizens tortured, brutally tortured, raped, beaten, tortured by Vladimir Putin. They are alive today in America because we broke them out of jail. <laughs> wow. I need your help. I can't get Russians to commit high treason because I'm a nice guy. It doesn't work that way. Helicopters in Maui don't fly themselves. I wish they did. They don't. So I need donations. I need. We need help. Um, our demand signal has never been higher. When we talk about things like Taiwan, we need financial help. We just do. Uh, and if we don't do it, the government will not do it. I assure you. And our our citizens will die. There are people in Maui that should be alive and are not because nobody showed up. And it took me a, almost a day to get there. It, it haunts me that I know that I could have been there sooner. We couldn't afford it. All right, folks, this is our call to action, right? And and for the folks in this audience, I know who you are. I know how you guys are. Um, I know how your brain works. And you've been sitting there thinking to yourself, how can I get involved? What can a little old me do to have an impact? This is it. Support organizations like Project Dynamo. Your impact, your, your direct contribution will have a massive impact, not just into the work that Brian and his team can do, but to the people that they are helping. And, and that cannot be put into a dollar amount. That that feeling that you will get knowing you're making a direct impact will be something that you will you will carry through you with the rest of your life. So as my, my ask to my audience today, beyond yes, of course, obviously going ahead and sharing the episode, which of course, when you do share today's episode, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter slash x.com, as well as Facebook. Brian, where can folks go ahead and follow Project Dynamo if they want to uh, find you guys on social media? We're, we're on everything. We're on LinkedIn. We're on, uh, I don't, I don't know how to do that stuff. I have a smart person who does that for me. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm a little old school, uh, but we have Twitter. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram and uh, Facebook. And our so and our video. We put a lot of video up uh, of our operations. They're a lot of fun. They're they're uh, they're kind of gnarly. So um, um, I welcome everyone to enjoy. Some of them are. Uh, we just put a video up of a hitman that tried to kill me a couple of months ago, and we got that on film. <laughs> um, so uh, we're very real. We're very real. Very, we're as real as it gets. If Paul Revere were alive today, he'd have a dynamo patch on his horse. So uh, <laughs> uh, please like us and share, 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 share. The only way to get this thing uh, to keep being able to do the work is is donations and awareness and bringing this to Capitol Hill and getting these people behind desks and in cubes to make good decisions, make decisions. And if they do make decisions, make good decisions so that people don't die. Uh, and we're, and also we're not political. No politics. No politics. Not what this is about. There's no Democrat in an ambush and there's no Republican in a foxhole. Not how this works. Not how this works. And you had Liam Neeson do the narration for your uh, trailer. That was pretty darn cool. Saw yeah, that yeah. as well. Um, folks, we'll include all those links for social media in the show notes. So it's easy for you guys to go ahead and find. And uh, yes, as we wrap things up today, I mentioned to go ahead and give the episode a share. Well, where can you go ahead and find the episode first? I guess would be a good question. Well, you're listening to us. I'm assuming you found us some other way. But just so you know, we have lots of different mediums for you to consume uh, the, the content we bring to you here, The Brian Nichols Show, from a video version of the show, YouTube, Rumble, or uh, Sovereign, which is Ben Swan's independent media uh, entity, S-O-V-R-E-N is uh, how you spell Sovereign. And by the way, if you are joining us on Sovereign, thank you and congratulations. You are catching today's episode before anybody else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. Also, if you're joining us on YouTube, please do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. Also, hit the like button for today's video. That helps the uh, show hit the algos in a, in a more beneficial way so we reach more people. So please go ahead, hit that like button. And then also, we are an audio podcast as well. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, wherever it is you get your podcast. Just do me do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Hit subscribe and hit download all unplayed episodes of The Brian Nichols Show. 760 I think it is episodes we have here 2018 to today with hundreds of different guests. I guarantee though, each of the guests will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. That's all we have for you. Thank you for joining us from our cardio miracle studios. Again, use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your order, but that's all we have for you for today's episode. Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for Brian Stern from Project Dynamo. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.